Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash The Gamer's Advocate. The Gamer's Advocate. Target acquired. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 20 of the Gamer's Advocate. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm Bill and I'm back. Hey, I'm Jack. And I'm back. And that rhymes. Good welcome you. back, Bill. How you feeling? Alright, I'm ready to rock, man. I feel good. That's awesome. We missed you last week and we're glad to have you by our side. Um, yeah. Let's do it. Alright, let's get started, you bunch of crybabies. <laughs> Before we start, I would just like to wish a very, very happy birthday to my mom. I love you. And happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Adam's mom. Hey, I met Adam's mom. She's cool. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, we're back once again to talk to you about honey mustard, Kung Pao sauce, and some pictures on our what desk. What are you talking about? That's yeah, the Food Network <laughs> podcast, man. Dude, no, we don't, we're supposed that's to talk next, about gaming. That's Fridays. We yeah. do that on Fridays. Oh, my bad. I get confused sometimes. Saturdays is Whips and Chains, and today's games. <laughs> no, really, this week we're going to be talking about Bioshock a lot, because it is just incredible. And I beat it. It's infinitely and incredible. And Bill beat it. I, I, how it why is. do they call it Bioshock Infinite if there's an end? Uh, if you get to the end, you'll understand why they call it Bioshock Infinite. Oh, a little teaser. You. A little teaser, huh? I can huh? tell you since you guys don't know yet, and I'm the only one here that knows. That's why I'm doing my little I finished the game dance right now. Oh, God, he's been dancing for don't way too like long you don't now. love this. He, his milkshake brings my boys to the yard. They do. So, Bill, I must ask, since you have finished it, do you think it deserves the tens that it's been getting, or do you think it's more in the nine range, which is still excellent, but is it the perfect, the elusive perfect game? For me, yes. Absolutely. Um, it's You guys know me well enough to know that I don't finish half the games I even play, let alone yeah. finish them in a week, and uh, I want to start playing it again. I'm just, it was something where I went to bed last night thinking of the ending and all the possibilities, you know, don't want to give anything away um, of what things mean, and, and it's just, it was it was awesome. It was mind blowing. I loved every second of it. Yeah, I have the text to prove that he it like it was wow. He even texted me, "Wow, this is awesome. You got to finish it." Because I'm actually towards the end too. Because I've been devoting a lot of my time and lack of sleep to this game. You know, a game's great when you're not sleeping, and I like sleep. I, I love sleep. You know me. I go to bed early as often as I can. And I've I, seen I'm, Bill fall asleep sitting <laughs> in a couch. I mean, he likes sleep too. He's a grizzly bear, and that dude just pounded out this game. But me, you know, I, I lost a lot of sleep. I'm tired right now. He just used bear and pounded in the same sense. Well, you know, that's just what happens. But anyways, it's a great game. Um, it's like it's like crack, but virtual, you know, and you won't get arrested. So it's the best of both worlds. Adam? Your thoughts? <laughs> That's always good. Yeah, I. I mean, I. The opening credit so far. So what do you no, think? No, hey, I'm, I actually I sat down. I got a lot of time with it. I'm probably three to four hours in, which is probably a lot shorter because I'm literally checking every single corner. Like this game feeds into my like OCD when it comes to gaming because I just love seeing every part of the world, and there is so much to explore. Like literally in every single corner, there's something. I mean, even if it's just a Coke bottle or a pe- an apple. 
but every once in a while you'll find a voxophone or a place you can go lock picking. I mean, it's just so full of life and so full of things to explore. I think the reason you're only three to four hours in is because you're even more OCD than we think, and you get up every five minutes to turn the lights off and on four times. <laughs> hey, don't make fun of me, right? <laughs> Have you gotten a pistol yet? What is a pistol? <laughs> Have you seen a city in the clouds? I'm in like I'm under underwater fighting big daddies. That's what you're talking about. Oh, that was that one. Yeah, yikes. He's a little farther behind than we thought, but he's still enjoying it. He's still loving it. No, I'm I'm loving every minute of that game. It's incredible. I mean, I guess without any spoilers, maybe we could talk about what maybe we don't like about the game real quick. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> because there's I mean there's a few things that you just got to be aware of. Like some of the characters are repeated and some of the voice actors are repeated and there's i mean the graphics aren't the greatest you've ever seen but but like these 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 these, no i'm not i'm just saying these complaints just do not even detract anything from the game because a lot of times the mistakes of the games can really bring down a game with bugs and problems and stuff but the things that are wrong with this game don't affect the overall value like I think even with that stuff right now I'm even at a 10 and I'm only a few hours in. I mean it's just it's so well done, so well thought out and so unlike anything we've ever played before. Okay, well I'll give it a 9.5. I won't oh, give it horrible. I won't give it a 10 because I've had some issues with it. It's an excellent game, probably one of the best made ever, but perfect, I don't know. The reason I say that is because I've had issues in-game with actually some of the powers and vigors that you have. You can set traps for people, right? Well, the game holds on to those traps and saves them on the map forever. And I think that's a good warning to anyone who plays this game, that um, in some of the vigors, you can chain them together so that you it creates more traps for others. I won't give it away, but that's they right. will stay on there forever. And I started boss fights, literally, while I'm not even remotely in that area yet. And I don't even know where to go because you kind of follow where enemies are coming from based on how they're attacking you. So it kind of got a little annoying to me because it happened for about an hour to an hour and a half, uh, which is kind of brutal. So, I, I mean, that's that's a kind of a big flaw. Uh, see, I did, I did not have this problem at all. Um, I didn't do much with traps, in, in all fairness. Um, but without giving anything away because knowing what I know finishing the game I I don't think people should be concerned about this so it's not something that's throughout the whole game it is not a huge part of the game but it it will it can be a very bad segment if you do launch these traps in certain areas you're gonna it's gonna be annoying basically it's enough to be annoying for sure spoiler alert everybody dies (laughs) (laughs) oh man I just have to take my hat off to rational games and say that is how you make an AI partner in Elizabeth. Yes, I mean, Elizabeth. Oh my God! I mean, yeah, she like in she a lot of hot. games. One of the b- <laughs> so hot. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean in so, in so many games when you have a character with you that you either have to protect or anything, it's like an escort mission. She's dumb or he's dumb, and then they die, and then you have to replay missions. Not because it's your fault, because of game design, and it just gets frustrating. But Elizabeth is so. It's. I mean, they made kind of an interesting choice in that she can't die in the actual gameplay because it makes it so you don't have to worry about her. Yes. And she actually helps you. Like, she'll say, hey, Booker, I found some money. And then she'll flip you a coin. Or, hey, Booker, here's some health or some ammo or even a gun. 
I mean, she's actively helping and telling you things and responding to the environment and interacting. And just like, I mean, I, I was telling Bill a little bit earlier, when you're searching for loot or looking for stuff, you look over and you'll see she's leaning against a wall. Or she's sitting on a oh, bench yeah. looking at people. I mean, she's so alive. It's incredible. I'll tell you what, if she could make a sandwich, I'd give her a 10. Yeah, exactly. Well, she also points out stuff that you may miss, ladies. like items that are laying around. She's like, hey, check this out, and it'll actually highlight the item. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest companion characters ever, uh, hands down. I'd give her a 10 in the game for that reason, and you don't have to protect her. As soon as I saw... Don't worry about her in the text. I forget what the text is, but the game yeah. tells you. I was like, thank God, this is going to be awesome. Yep. The only other one that was close to that was Ashley in Resident Evil 4, because that was partly because you could be like, here, get in the dumpster while yeah. I take care of her. She had some annoying But moments, then there was so. parts where you did have yeah. to protect her, and, and yeah, it was... Not it, so much. Went downhill. That's the only parts that kind of brought the game down for me. And, and to have somebody that's a companion for a, a huge part of this game, and, and you just you can do your thing, and not... The, like you said, not only have to not worry about her, but get assistance from her. Exactly. Well done. And also, on top of that, the voice acting for Booker and Elizabeth is top-notch. Yeah. I mean, they're just, it's they're so believable, and they kind of are unknown about this incredible world, just like you are. So you can relate to them, because you're like, I don't know what's going on, and they don't really either. The uh, guy that does the voice for Booker, Troy Baker, I I believe he's the... He's in uh, everything. He's in The Last of Us, too. Yeah, he's, he's Joel. In, Joel in The Last of Us. He's, he's, he's been in a lot of awesome stuff. awesome at it. Yeah, he was actually Snow in Final Fantasy thirteen and some other stuff. He's been in a lot of But he's of been stuff. in good games, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's an excellent, compelling game, and I've lost sleep over it. It's awesome. You, you just got to play it. You got to pick it yeah, up. It's one of those games, if you play video games and if you call yourself a gamer and you don't play this game, it's like an injustice to yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those games that it's it's like a classic book or a classic movie. It's something that you need to experience if you like this medium. Because yeah, it is, it's the top of the line. Don't play it to support the developers necessarily. I mean, although it's a good idea, especially in this case. Don't play it to impress your friends. Play it because if you don't, you're missing out on, on so much fun. Oh, and one more thing to note. I mean, I know a lot of people are busy, and they take their lives. Like, they have a lot of things going on. And maybe they'll say, you know what, I want to get this game, get the story. I want to kind of rush through the story. Just please do not. Take this world in. Look in the stores, look in the shops, walk around slowly every once in a while. I mean, there is so much life and so much story. Because you even get more background story as you explore more. Yep. Like, this game is meant to take your time with, and it, you really should. It really does unfold. Like you're doing, yeah, you're doing a disservice to the game if you run through it. Because it's just, there's so much there for you. you in fact, you're learning, and I can say this without ruining anything, you're learning and finding out the story all the way up to the very end, right before the end credits. And I think which is more jaw-dropping when it does happen because the last little reveal is at the very end and, and it's so worth taking the time to find all the voxophones and learn the backstories to look in the little viewfinder things and see the little things because when it does happen, it's just that much more impressive when it, when it finally kicks you right in the face. Cause, and it will. It's one of the best endings ever and it's killing me that I can't talk to these guys about it yet. And I'm sure people who listen to this podcast are following games but if for some reason you're like what's Bioshock it's a game that takes place in 1912 in a city called Columbia in the city of the sky so it's just a very different setting I mean it, it hasn't been done before and there's a lot of undertones of like racial things and different hot topics that they're they use very tastefully they don't politics but yeah. without exactly they use them in a good the way like they don't force it just to say oh my god let's talk about this 
they use it to really explore these aspects of life, and it just makes for such an incredible, believable, and amazing world. I gotta say, I agree with everything they've said. It's an awesome game. The only thing I'd also say is it's rated M for mature. So even though we're saying you gotta go out and play it, if you're a kid and your parents don't want you to, just don't do it. It's gory, and in all the right ways. I mean, yeah. even from the first time you get a weapon in your hand and have to use it, as soon you're as like, it's on, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful game and it's nice, and you start out all lovely, but then once the, once it's on, it's on. It in is there. on from that point on. So that I mean, seriously, if you haven't played it, get it. And we're going to be, I'm sure, revisiting this game and talking about the topics for, I mean, years to come. I mean, this is one of those games that's now. not going to go away. Let's talk about it again. Okay, starting over. So, there's this game called Bioshock. I give it a 10. <laughs> I give it a 9.5. It had some problems, but it's awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> get the game. We You have our full support, full recommendation, highest recommendation possible. Yes. Now, we're going to go to some news topics that happened this past week. And the first one is just very, very dear to my heart. Doesn't have much to do with gaming, but I had to put it in because Finding Nemo is getting a sequel. Yay! And Andy's famous because of it. If you guys will check out IGN, what's what's your uh, tag again? I forget. Falcon X32. Yeah, he wrote another article. It's on the front page of IGN again. Adam here's a top contributor. He's um, an IGN All Star. Yeah, so he's like literally like the best. So go check out his stuff and what he's writing, and you'll be impressed. Yeah, I mean, I just wrote an article about the sequel and what I think it could be and all that stuff. And I'm just so excited that they're going to revisit this world because I feel like there's a lot of stories to tell. And they got to be careful. But Bill and me were talking about this earlier. This first one came out in 2003, and this movie's not coming out until 2015. So you know they have enough time to make it right. Yeah, this time. doesn't seem like a, a cash grab, like no, just not a quick try to cash in on the sequel type thing. Now, is this this is a Disney movie, right? Pixar. 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 Disney owns okay. Pixar. Disney owns, okay, Disney owns everything, just like they own LucasArts. Yeah. Right. Oh. What's coming up later in that? Spoiler alert, Jack. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I was just, just going to say, they're going to destroy LucasArts. They have destroyed they're LucasArts. They're trying. Yeah, so unfortunately, since we like we have to report the news, we have to report the bad news as well. And unfortunately, Disney... After they acquired Star Wars and that whole property, they also got LucasArts, which was the their game development studio, which has come out with some great games in the past, but recently, not so much. It was announced today that LucasArts would be closing, and the Star Wars IP and Indiana Jones and all those pro- intellectual properties would, in fact, now be licensed out to other studios. So instead of internally developing these games, which hasn't turned out for that turned out well for these guys. They're going to say, hey, someone else, you want, to, you want to do better? Give us some money? Go have fun. I hope they get give it to the right people, because if not, I, I will drive down to Orlando, and I will kick that mouse's face off. <laughs> Don't you screw up Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Don't you do it, mouse. You'll you'll kick that uh, mouse's face off and find just like a sweaty teenager inside. Just be like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I'll kick him, too. I don't okay. care. Just, hey, if you're going to wear the uniform, you represent. You better, you better come packing. Exactly. So we're, I'm of two minds of this. Uh, my first and obviously most important is that my our, all of us here at the Gamers Advocate and everywhere else, our hearts go out to the people who are affected because yes. a lot of people's jobs were lost today. And that is never anything good. And I'm sure there were incredible people working at that studio. And I'm sure that these people are going to continue on their career and make great games and do do their best. But, of course, when it happens, it's, it's scary. And yeah. It's, it just sucks. Yeah, you don't want to see that happen to anybody. But hopefully some good will come out of this for the gamers in, in the long run. Yeah, I hope so, too, because um, 
Disney, I'm kind of upset that they're doing this because they've delayed the games that we've heard about for a while now. Um, I thought they were going to work on it. I thought they were going to do a good job. But instead, now they're going to license it out. I mean, I don't know what they ran into when they went into LucasArts, whether it be the people or the facilities, or maybe they saw it in the financials that it was doing so horribly that they just decided they had to shutter everything down, stop the presses, and kind of restart and actually have other people restart it and franchise it out. I mean, I don't know what they're looking at. I'm just upset that we had these Star Wars games that we thought were in the works and like Battlefront even going back and Star Wars 1313, which is not in the works right now. So I'm just irritated kind of as a gamer. I mean, I can understand it's a business and they have to make money, but come on, give me a break. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with your sentiments there, but... I'm I'm looking at it this way. Battlefront 3 was canceled. It was in development, and I'm sure it could have been fun, but it was canceled. Star Wars 1313 looked incredible, but then you started hearing rumors of it getting delayed and of things happening in production. So Disney purchased LucasArts, and they obviously got all this together. And when they came in, they were probably like, what the hell is this company doing? I mean, when was the last good game that these guys came out with? Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2 was crap. The first one was good. But the second one was not. They came out with Connect Star Wars, which is garbage. <laughs> I mean, dancing this, haunts my like, you have to understand that this might have been the best thing for Star Wars games. Because all these games getting canceled and delayed and rumors of bad things happening, it's because that studio was not run well. And yeah, Disney could have spent money because they have like a zabagillion dollars. But why not say, you know what, this is not working. Let's say, hey... All you studios out there, if you have an awesome idea, come to us, pitch it to us. We'll let you use these list license and give Star Wars the proper game that it deserves. Because LucasArts was not doing it. As much as it hurts to say, they weren't. I, I don't know. I just I just don't understand. I mean, Disney actually itself has made decent games, and they make great movies, and they put out good products. I don't know why they were unable or unwilling to tackle this challenge themselves. It, it has to be a financial aspect or something. Uh, or they just weren't confident that they could do it, which is kind of weird to me, honestly. I, I just find it kind of strange. Yeah, I mean, but I guess Disney itself hasn't really know all that much about gaming. I mean, they made some great games in the past, but, I mean, what great, incredible, mature games have they really made? I mean, they made Epic Mickey 2 that did nothing, and then that studio closed. I mean, so it's just un it's, an, it's an unfortunate thing, and I wish it could have worked out that way, but it might actually turn out for the best. Maybe Bungie will make 1313. Maybe Telltale sweet. Games will do, like, a Walking Dead game. episodic adventure yeah. game. Who knows? It could be in a, be in a great thing. Yeah, or like, what if Ubisoft makes, like, a Far Cry-type Republic Commando game or something, or Battlefront gets made by these people who know multiplayer shooters and actually gets good treatment i mean it it could it could turn out well and obviously hey it could not <laughs> i mean it could have the same fate it's just with a lot of other companies that we're seeing lately with ea with square enix things aren't working the way they're working and there needs to be a change yep agreed yeah i uh i'm just kind of worried i know i guess i shouldn't be because star wars has kind of come off the rails uh for a little while now with the movies and you know jar jar banks and the games <laughs> so i mean there's been plenty of missteps, and even with the latest uh, Crystal Skulls, Indiana Jones movie, terrible. Yeah, you yeah. cannot hide from a nuclear explosion in a fridge. <laughs> Shut up. Come on. Oh, sorry, that's yeah. all. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens. It's, You know what? In all honesty, though, like I've been saying, 
I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping that the people affected get jobs real quickly, and I'm hoping Star Wars gets the treatment it deserves because it's about time. I mean, it's just it's crazy when you think about it, though. Just real quick, what like one of the most popular and successful franchises just cannot get a good game made. I mean, The Old Republic was a good game in itself, but it was an MMORPG, and subscriptions fell off pretty quick. And like, so there's there's good things to do out there. It's just people can't figure out what people want. It's, I don't know, it's, it's uh, crazy. 13, 13 looked like it was on the right track. No, exactly. They should have built off of uh, Battlefront and Knights of the Old Republic yep. and thirteen thirteen. They could have gotten back on the rails, but instead, I don't know, they just gave up or something. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Knights of the Old Republic, especially uh, the whole RPG, I mean, the the Mass Effect crowd would be all over that. And, and Battle have better story writing, I think. Yeah. Or some or character development. Because and, and Battle, I played, yeah, yeah, I played, you get the shooter fans. I mean... Yeah, it, it would be great. It would be like I Battlefield... It would be like Battlefield 3 or whatnot. Those were yeah. really great games, the Battlefront. I think they're like even ahead of their time almost. Oh, yeah. And people are obsessing and clamoring for the next one. I mean, they would, they would die over it. Yeah, I'd really like to have it. But instead, I don't know if they gave up or a lack of leadership or what. Because I played the original Knights of the Old Republic. Excellent game. I played the, sec- so good. <laughs> I played the second one. It was kind of crappy. It I wasn't. Don't know if it I'd go there. It wasn't anywhere near the first. Yeah, I mean, I I could say maybe not to the first, but I love that game too. And then they just then they just kind of fell off my map. After Do you that. think LucasArts also ran Hostess, and that's why the <laughs> yes. Twinkies are gone? <laughs> yes, definitely. I actually saw a pretty funny picture of someone in Mexico who was like an offshoot of Twinkies, but it was still called Twinkies and had like a guy in a sombrero. <laughs> it was El pretty Twinkos. incredible. Yeah, something. It was incredible. So. I was wondering, just one other thing, I was wondering, George Lucas, after being so crazy and weird, how he could still keep operating? Well, now we have our answer. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah. anyway, this will be a very interesting story to, to find out, because now Star Wars has a little bit more free reign to do what it wants to do, so we'll see where it ends up. It's very, it's exciting, it's sad, it's, it's all a bunch of emotions, but... I kind of want to jump in and sh- make a couple shout-outs to the April Fool's jokes that happened around the country in the gaming world. <laughs> As you all know, the April 1st is April Fool's, and a lot of the gaming websites and companies decide to poke some fun and have some fun with it. That's why I wasn't here last week. April Fool's. I don't get it. Uh, it was like a pre-April Fool's. <laughs> Fool's. Yeah. yeah, I'm ahead of Fool's. my time, too. I'm Battlefront. Oh, yeah. That's a bad Three. joke. Uh, so the first one is from IGN. They came out with a video called iPlay, and it is basically Apple announcing the next version of or the their long-awaited console from Apple. And it was done in the, the style of it with the white backgrounds and the people talking very calmly, and they showed all the games and the developers that were coming up. It was extremely well done, and it was funny because at the end they're like, and iPlay is coming when, in three versions, iPlay iPlay 4S and the iPlay 5G. <laughs> it was really, really well done. Maybe Apple needs to do something like that. They could like reinvigorate the the company. Pre-orders are through the roof, by the Boom. way. Boom! <laughs> Already, no. Yes. So moving on to um, Square Enix and uh, Deus Ex franchise. There was we we broke a story about the Human Defiance trademark being trademarked. We thought maybe it was a movie, maybe it was a title. Apparently it's their April Fool's joke. And they're making Deus Ex into an 8-bit game. And they're talking about getting support, and they showed some preview dem- preview demos and saying, hey, maybe if you get enough support, we'll actually do it. Which is kind of a funny thing, even though I'm kind of upset because I wish it was a sequel because I want that freaking game. 
Hilarious. We could have had an 8-bit game all in yellow and orange. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And another one which really kind of spoke to me and made me laugh a lot is that game company with their awesome, incredible game called Journey revealed that they're going to be coming out with Rocket Deathmatch DLC. <laughs> How, how good would that be, though? That, that would be, be awesome. It makes no sense. Such a violent game already. It make no sense. That's why it'd be awesome. That's, now, that's exactly why it'd be awesome. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Rocket Race, the game type in Halo. Now, I don't know if you guys uh, ever played the Rocket Race multiplayer where you get on a mongoose and the back guy would have a rocket on the back. You couldn't kill each anyone. You could run them over, but you just have to hit checkpoints, and you'd all be on your little mongoose trying to trying to go through that. That was the best game type ever. <laughs> And they need to bring that back, and I'm pissed off that it went away. You hear me? Well, maybe it'll come to Journey. <laughs> but you got you got to watch this trailer because they actually show a death match in place, and they're just shooting like rockets and stuff. It's just so I not did, Journey. I did not see that. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, now another one, the older public, which is what we were just talking about, announced that they would have a new battle mount, and that mount would be a hut. <laughs> so your character could go around riding Jabba the Hut. <laughs> Probably is not very fast. I've done that drunk. It's not. <laughs> that, that would be pretty freaking awesome. I wonder how they move though. I don't. I haven't really seen like, them make like lugs like or something. Or they like slink along. I think in the because if they roll, you're dead. I know. <laughs> yeah. I think in like the newer remastered Star Wars or something, they had like a hut in the background moving around a little bit. I think he was kind of slinking along. Am I wrong oh, about I that? I don't know. I, that kind of sounds familiar. Kind of jumping across seas to the UK. There's a game that's very popular called Football Manager. And not like NFL, Adrian Peterson, Arian Foster it's stuff. It's soccer, you twonks. <laughs> yeah, it's soccer. The football manager is a game where you get to be a coach and manage your team, blah, blah, blah. So they decided that they're coming out with a new game to reinvent the franchise called Football Manager 1888. I don't care if you had it first. We took the name. We have it now. I literally just got that. They were talking about soccer the whole time. Well, I'm kind of stupid. Welcome to the party. Oh, wow. I want to play Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So anyway, Football Manager 1888 takes football, or soccer, to its roots. It's a, it's a very sepia-toned, black-and-white style of game with soccer players dressed in old garments with old English for all the text, and it just it looks hilarious. It's just a play on this game and bringing back all the old style. <laughs> it looks really funny. You guys uh, pulled off any good uh, April Fool's jokes in the past? Well, I was going to be on a podcast last week, and then I ditched them. It's gonna be an April Fool's. You know what I did? I woke up, looked in the mirror, and I was like, "April Fools!" <laughs> Ouch! I know you have some, Bill. Why don't you tell oh, us? Oh, um, yeah. It, it, it eventually the uh, streak did end, but for years I used to get my mom every year, and I would find a way to get her mind off the fact that it was April Fools. The first thing I did was actually snuck out of my house at night, around eleven at night. Nice. When I was probably like sixteen, you know, maybe fifteen. Went down the street to the payphone, call her, and she has the phone, and I'm like, Have you checked the children? So, of course, she's like, and nice. I hang up. And so, yeah, of course, right. she goes in, and I'm not there. And then Freaks I'm knocking on the door, and she answers the door all freaked out, and I'm like, You're a bad mom. And just walk in the house and go to oh, bed. Oh, man, that's and brutal. And I start laughing, and I'm messing with it, you know. I've, I've called her um, from work uh, a few years later. Um, pretending me pretending I was a deputy here. sheriff and right. I was in jail, and I had to listen to her put me on, put the phone down and go talk to my stepdad for a while to decide whether or not to leave me in jail to teach me a lesson or oh, bail me out. Right. I was like, are you kidding? So like, Come I, on, I pulled Mom. this off, you know, and then I call her back and we're laughing at her and stuff. And she's just like, hey, I can't believe you got me again. And be like, I don't know why, because I get you every year. Yeah, it's always by the phone. Yeah, so Hello. Uh, a girl I worked with at the time just like, call my mom and do that too. Did not go well. She freaked out. Oh, and then when we told her it was a joke, 
She got even more pissed off and right. went off on me, wanted to know my name, my supervisor's name. I gave her a fake name and hung up on her. But uh, uh, eventually it got to the point where I couldn't even call my mom on April Fool's because she would just be like, I, anything you – so if something ever really happened, I'd be screwed because right. – uh, she knows she, she now. She would not listen. And if any of you get a call from Bill on April Fool's Day, just don't believe him. Well, I haven't. I haven't tried in a few years. It's been a while, so I think you got to uh, bring it back next I'm, year. Everyone oh, I've had her convinced. I had her convinced that uh, uh, a girlfriend at the time was pregnant. Uh, oh, I've, I've got horrible. her that I was getting married. Um, I've got her, I've got her on all the classic ones. You're too, so but, nice. But yeah, the one the have you checked your children one that 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 scared the shit That's out of me. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're pounding on the door. <laughs> oh my gosh, crazy oh. people. So there was a lot of fun April Fool stuff. I'm sure there's been a lot of other stuff. Hey, if you ever if you have any awesome April Fools jokes, let yes. us know. Please Podcast send them in at thegamersadvocate.com. Put it on our Facebook wall. Anything. We'd and the, in fact, it. the very best one that we get gets an attaboy. Attaboy. Or like a million dollars, which one? It's going to be one of the two. Nobody <laughs> so, yeah, knows. You never know. So we're going to jump back to gaming and talk about the ending, everlasting saga of one of the greatest PC games of all time. Piece of what? <laughs> yeah. the, the War Z, which if you'll remember is a game that was released prematurely, had all these features, and was like, yeah, we're lying. This game sucks, and it got pulled. Z is for failure. Well, it came. it's a, yeah, a game about zombies, and you're running around shooting them like usually do in zombie games but it was actually re-released they said everything's fixed and then within a week it, they were hacked and people all people's user info passwords logins were leaked to like the world <laughs> within a week way to go fellas yeah this these people are just ugh. that's what you get when you try and do something half-assed if you're gonna fail do <laughs> fail oh, big time who's the studio that, that made this produced like hammer point i think some russian studio i think it was don't trust the Russians. There you go. Hammer point. Write that down. That uh, that could start a new Cold War right there. Yeah, Jack. You could have just ended a lot of lives. No, I meant, I meant, I meant, I meant them making this game. You know what they probably did? They probably made this game with the full intent of getting all the Americans, like, personal info and usernames, and then, oh, it was hacked. And I'm using air quotes right now. I know you can't see me, but... I, saw, I can vouch to Bashing there. Russians stopping right now. I have many Russian friends. Goodbye. Yeah, I met one of your Russian friends. He's Maya, cool. Maya Sabaka Dupaya. Well, if Russians were super cool, they'd stop, they'd stop North Korea. Put some more pressure on North Korea. Come on, let's get yeah, with those, it. Those, those guys. Uh, you know, we got people to handle North Korea. It's Matt uh, Stone and Trey Parker. They will do it in Team America World Police 2. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah, they have our action plan, don't they? <laughs> Watch that movie <laughs> so if you can. <laughs> well, oh, that would be anyway, so they got to come up with a new well, one. they got to get his got to make the sequel. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said Team America 2. Chunk Chow Fat, or whatever the new kid's name is up there. Kim Jong-un. Nice job, though. Anyway, <laughs> let's jump to Far Cry. I like Kim Jong-fat better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you got that from. Chinese, not Korean. Yeah. <laughs> Far Cry is a game that we talked about probably with as much excitement about Bioshock back in its day. And are you still even playing it at all? Have you finished it? Oh, my God. What? I totally forgot. <laughs> what are you talking about? Two, uh, here's what happened. Yeah. Uh, one, I'm stupid. Okay. Uh, two, Tomb Raider came out. Yeah. And then God of War came out. And then Bioshock came out. And I totally forgot about playing Far Cry ever. Do you still own it? Yeah. Oh. I still have it. Wow. I still have Dead Space. And I've only played like, I don't oh, know, Lord. half hour of that. Yeah, I mean, Same here. <laughs> I may be, guys, I'm seriously maybe two hours into Dead uh, Space. Oh, you guys hurt me. You hurt my heart. I, I'm not. I just. It's not that it's well made. Uh, I'm just having trouble getting into it. 
Yeah? Yeah. We'll play some more of it, you jerk. Okay. All right, well, good. Well, you know what? I, I got to finish Tomb Raider and God of War first because those are great games. And if I got time before Last of Us comes out... What if I slap you in the face? Will you get back on that game? Uh, let's try. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good work. So, no, Far Cry 3 is... this. There were some rumors and some achievements leaked of a expansion or a DLC something called Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Yuck. It's kind of been released on April 1st, and it's hard to tell if this is real, but it kind of seems real. That It's a, it's a very 80s-inspired DLC pack that has nothing to do with the Far Cry story. Like, they're talking about the year is tw- 2007, it is the future, <laughs> and the Earth's been ravaged by nuclear war, and there's all these super bionic people, and the world is ending. Wait, what year is it, though? It's not 2007. Not anymore, Jack. Oh. No. Well, then why did you say it was the future? Okay. I, are you listening? It's a very it's 80s-inspired game. Set in the, oh. Well, that's cool. It's got, like, neon colors and all kinds of stuff that... All the stuff you kind of want to forget about the 80s. <laughs> right. But the fact that it's in a Far Cry game, possibly, could make it cool. And there's even a dragon with lasers coming out of his eyes. So that is never not cool. There? How is that ever not cool? Yeah, so it's it kind of brings up an interesting topic, because that's... I mean, they showed a little teaser that you can't really tell too much about, but it kind of brings up the topic... Do you like DLC that is continuing the story? Do you like that's kind of separate to the story, or like this that's just completely different? If this turns out to be true, it depends on the it depends on the game, and it depends on what the DLC is. Because it, you know something like a game that I do like as much as Far Cry, I'd love to see more of the original story. But the game's so huge, and there's so much to it already that going completely apeshit with it and having total blast could be I think it'd be awesome. Great. I think it'd really fit into the world based on yeah, what definitely. what I've played. But as far as like games like Far Cry, I'm I'm glad I got the season pass and I hope the story that's continued on is even better and blows your mind more even away in an even greater way than uh what Bill saw actually. So uh, I think it'd be cool. I mean I like when games get like goofy and crazy. So Yeah definitely it's it'll be very interesting because it's kinda like Assassin's Creed three. Their DLC it is kind of the same world, but it's an alternate take where you're kind of uh, George Washington is becoming the king of America and you're taking him down. So it's interesting that these these companies aren't afraid to step out of their comfort zone and give us something fresh. Because yeah, Far Cry 3 is a giant game and it's nice to get a breath of fresh air every once in a while. Yeah, and you can reinvent the game, uh, create more and better content, and then um, you could definitely get more people involved and get more money from people uh, who want to purchase this type of content. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see. So we have a couple more topics to get on, and yes, we're bringing back the Devil's Advocate. Oh, yeah. But first, we're going to take a moment to thank our sponsors. For you, the listeners of the Gamer's Advocate, Audible.com is offering a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook download. All you have to do is sign up and you get a free book. And Bill is going to give an example of one he thinks you should probably download. Yeah, this week I'm going to go with sci-fi author extraordinaire Neil Gaiman, who's famous for his Sandman comic series and several novels that he's written. But uh, I'm going to go with his classic, uh, American Gods. It is now the 10th year anniversary of that. Story's a little difficult to get into in in a short amount of time, but uh, a man by the name of Shadow Moon... Uh, gets released from prison only to find out his wife has been killed in a car accident. And there's this mysterious man who keeps trying to hire him to be his assistant, bodyguard, you know, uh, 
do whatever he needs done, and he's he's very odd and seems to know everything about him and can appear places he shouldn't be able to be so quick. And it's a little bit strange, and he kind of takes him on quite an adventure. And you kind of realize that a lot of the people in the story are a lot more than what they appear to be. It's and it's you know it kind of looks like a classic good versus evil type thing of brewing. So sounds very interesting. highly recommend it. Well written, very fast read, very unpredictable dialogue. Things that happen. Yeah, great author. So you know it's going to be a good oh, it's, book. Oh, he's so. fantastic. Yeah. So to download that book or any of the other hundred thousand other books that Audible dot com offers. Go to audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate for your free audiobook. And now back to our show. Hey, everybody, how's it going? We missed you. <laughs> so we're going to. I missed you, Bill. I missed you too, Jack. You're all the way over there. And... I know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to hit We're gonna hit real quick a story that GameStop is releasing that 900,000 customers have signed up for early information for PS4. Now, I kind of want to bring it to you guys and say, how do you feel about that, or how do, what does that mean to you? I signed up. That was pretty cool. Um, I haven't gotten any info at all, though, so <laughs> it's kind of a here. total than Xbox. It's total waste of my time. No, yeah, I get I've it. got exactly the same amount of yeah, Xbox. So I kind of signed up thinking I was going to get some info every week, or they could just even update me saying they have no info. Um, I don't know if they jumped the gun or, or what the heck's going on, but uh, yeah, still waiting. I wonder how many of those are like Xbox trolls that are just like waiting to get information and be like, oh, well, that sucks, yeah. and then that sucks, and you're stupid, and Bill Gates forever. Yeah, and it's also, it's very interesting because, yeah, 900,000 seems like a great number for a new system, but you have to think, how many of those people are actually going to convert to purchasers of the PS4? I mean, I know Bill here, he signed up, I mean, you, you to explain to them why you I, signed up. I signed up. Basically, in the idea that I, I've been, I've got a PS3 and an Xbox 360. I love them both, but I've always kind of leaned more towards the 360 because I like the Xbox Live setup. Most of my friends, you know, list is on there, um, and, and all that. But I got it just to kind of have something to compare to, to kind of see what they brought to the table and, and uh, see what what would come out. And when I did get some information, I started thinking, okay, that's pretty impressive. Um, They've got some great exclusives coming out this year that is also very impressive. So uh, it's kind of turned the tide a little bit to where some of the rumors I'm hearing about Microsoft, you know, with the used games and all that and always-on connection and all that, if that ends up being true, it might be enough to make me switch. Yeah, and it's, it's just interesting because Xbox, the next Xbox has obviously not been announced yet. And now there was a rumor that came out today that it might not even be till May. I mean... I mean, I understand they probably have an idea and they know what they're doing. And once it's announced, people will say, "We'll forget about the waiting." But it's just—I still think that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it is. But it's at, at the moment, it's, it's frustrating. frustrating. But I think they're waiting because some of the next gen talks starting to die down. People are talking about Bioshock. People are going to be talking about Last of Us with the new trailer that came out, which looks freaking awesome. Um, you know, you got Grand Theft Auto around the corner, and and while people are focusing on these games, you know, the closer you get to E3. All of a sudden, they're going to hit you with information, and then I think they're going to hit you just overload at E3 and just really try to dominate. Will it work? It'll it'll work if they got the goods to back it up. Exactly, because I mean, you we're in this time when PS4 is announced and Xbox is not. We're getting a lot of different reports about Microsoft itself. PS4 and Sony are really pushing the indie side of development, and they're making platforms for these developers to really make their games and have a system that's easy to work with. And uh, I mean, I'd say probably two to three big name developers have come out and said that Microsoft is not 
good to work with. And that is a big problem because as the consoles expand and as the power of them equals out, a lot of these games are being released simultaneously. And when you think of Xbox and you think of exclusives, what do you think? Halo, Gears of War, Fable. Fable, oh yeah, Fable. Uncharted. Wrong. (laughs) I mean, that's it. I mean, when you think of Sony, Last of Us, Beyond Two Souls, Nino Cooney, Nino Cooney, Journey. I mean, all these games are incredible. And if with Sony bringing these indie games to the forefront, that's going to really give them a head like a extra leg up against the Xbox. Tokyo Jungle. Yeah, that game got some good reviews. I I, I want to try it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. But here's here's the thing though. You know, all the rumors are so bad about Microsoft. But keep in mind, right up until the minute Sony came out with their press conference. Everybody swore up and down that both systems were going to block used games. That that Sony is not going to be able to play used games, and that it was going to be an industry-wide thing. And all of a sudden, well, that's not true. So maybe Microsoft delaying till May. Maybe they were planning on doing that, and hearing the backlash, maybe they're trying to buy a little extra time to try to change a few things so they can come out and be like, "Yeah, we're not doing it either." Yeah, we love I'd, I'd be very interested to see if Microsoft comes out and says, "You cannot play used games." Ha ha. Then I will say I can. I'm going to pre-order my PS4 because I'm only going to get. I'm going to probably down the road eventually try to get them both. That's just my thing. Oh, you will. But you will. but I'm only going to get one if they're both available this year. I'm only going to get one this year. Next one I'll get with tax returns next year or whatever. So the decision of who gets the jump from on my end is going to be based on what they bring to the table. Well, and, and there is a chance though that if I do get a PS4, and this is what Microsoft's got to watch out from a lot of people. I've been a loyal Xbox fan for years. But if I get a PS4, because the whole used game thing, because of all that, and I and I'm totally fall in love with it, I may not need to see the need to get that other console. It I may know. not happen. Right now, I, the info I'm working on, which is all from PlayStation, I'm kind of sold on a PlayStation 4. Microsoft, right now, in my mind, has a big barrier to entry to sell me on their side of the table, basically. Right. Because I don't have anything to work off of, and in the meantime, I'm already thinking about, you know, this is great. They redesigned the controller, yeah, which is a big plus for which both is of a us huge right plus for me, because I hate the DualShock. I hate how it is. It looks like they made it bulkier, beefier, more ergonomic. Um, I like the specs under the hood. I like their cloud computing. I like the the exclusives that they're going to have or should have. I don't like paying for Xbox Live, i got to be honest. I know it's a great service, but I don't like paying for it. Um, you know, I I don't know. Microsoft has a lot to prove to me, and especially with the other console launch and the red ring of death and their problems with cooling their systems and their system problems. You know, Microsoft has a lot to prove. And, I, and I'll say this uh, on Sony's behalf on the hardware part. Granted, I don't play it nearly as much as I do my Xbox right now, but I still have a very first-generation PlayStation 3, 20-gig hard drive that looks like a giant Foreman grill. and uh, Runs I, like a champ, doesn't oh, yeah, it? Oh, yeah. I'm here. Perfectly. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see what those numbers actually mean and what Microsoft will claim when, they're, when they finally announce. So, yeah, just stay tuned and... I'm just hoping. I just want to know about Microsoft already. It's just, yeah, I know it's it, there's probably their plan and it's smart, blah blah blah. But I don't really care. I want to know. And for the record, I'm on my either fourth or fifth Xbox. Yeah, I think and I'm the, on my And the fact that I don't know for sure which one that is, that's scary. Scares that's me. scary. You see how you forget about these things? Now the war- I mean, they did a great job covering the warranties, and it wasn't until I got the one okay. with the, I believe the Jasper chip they called it. Um, yeah, the new chipset. Right. Then I did. That's when I quit worrying about it. The Rank Cooler. But the problem was for even for years. 
until they came out with that, even when I got one replaced, every time I turned it on, I'm, th- I'm like holding my breath. Is this going to yeah. be the time? Yeah. Is this g- and then it would be, and then you're just pissed. Just remember, everyone, Red Ring of Death. And honestly, the last time I got the Red Ring of Death, it was just like uh, the shock of, of it and the, the anger and the hatred was just gone. I was just like, uh, It's ridiculous. Getting Uncharted. Point. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to go play I Uncharted. I remember being God about my Xbox for like a month. Just between going back and forth with multiple Xboxes and having problems. And then even I got a new Xbox. I bought like another one after the warranty was up. And now that one's dead too. So, I mean, then I went to the Slim model. And, you know. I sent sent two back like within the first year. A year later, I sent another one back. And then eventually that one died. And what I I traded it in at a GameStop. They would take the broken ones because I was like, screw it. And trade it in for the one with the Jasper chip. So I think that's my fourth. Yeah, but it's it, I've, I have the Elite model or the latest one, whatever it was, and it's everyone's fine. I wish mine was everyone's wireless. Well. Mine's not wireless. Yeah, that that's one of the best features. That was the problem with the first Xbox is there was no wireless. I'd use like a I used I used my Xbox wireless adapter for the longest time. It was so bootleg. And a hundred bucks too. They don't have to make these like slim, sexy consoles if they can't cool themselves and not work. I remember the original Xbox. That thing was like a giant freaking lead weight. Like 30 pound briefcase. I'll be honest. I don't That would never break. Looks like a giant concrete turd if it plays right. Yeah, exactly. Like a George Foreman grill or you can give me a giant steel briefcase. If it runs like a champ, awesome. Yep. Yeah, so once again, Stay tuned for more news all about that, and hopefully Microsoft does not make the same mistakes. We should call this episode Concrete Turd. <laughs> I kind of like it. So we're going to jump right into our Devil's Advocate segment. The what segment? The Devil's Advocate. Man, I missed that. I'm glad that's back. So this week, we are going to discuss... I win! Darn it. No, <laughs> We're going to discuss Perfect Tens. Now, Kate Upton. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Devil's segment, advocate hey, segment is over. No, so, as you all have known, Bioshock Infinite has been getting a lot of 10s. And it kind of brings up the argument, first of all, what makes a game a 10? Does that mean it's perfect? Nope. Does that mean it's as close to perfect can be, as perfect can be? Or what does that truly mean? And also, what are some of our perfect 10 games? And why do you think that they're 10s? And obviously, we're going to ha- hand it over to you guys. And we want to know your opinion. Yeah. Because you guys are awesome. So I'm going to hand it over to our good friend Jack Whittington over here and say, Jack, what makes a game a 10? A game is a 10 when it revolutionizes gaming, if I can talk. (laughs) And I only have about a handful in my mind that are 10s. Now, I I made a little list for us here, so let me just bust this out. Super Mario Brothers, Halo, Final Fantasy 10 and 7, you can combine them. 7, I know it is for most people, and Diablo 2. Now, personally, for gaming, in my mind, those have revolutionized games. I can't say revolutionized. What, what's wrong with me? Anyways, um, yeah, those are great games. I mean, I know there's been plenty of awesome games that I give, like, 9s, 9.5s, but to get a perfect 10, you have to, like, rejuvenate me with a game that just changes my mindset about what gaming can be. Well, I'd g- kind of I mean, you gave a lot of games, but kind of go into one of them. Let us what makes these games a ten. You say they're great, but what does that mean? Yeah, prove it, jerk. Yeah, prove it. Okay. Now the jump to Super Mario Brothers. Before that, you're playing on Pong. You're playing Atari. It was terrible. Okay. No, no, <laughs> no, not at the time. It's terrible now, but at no. the time it was kind of fun. <laughs> Uh, All relative. I I disagree, but respectfully, of course. But it, it was terrible. Um, I, I grew up right in there when Super Mario Brothers 
just came out and Nintendo. I remember getting that. I would play it for hours and hours and hours on end. Oh, see, that's the difference. Jumping colors, mushrooms. It, it was it was awesome. I mean, Pong. We had Pong. We had Atari. I played it beforehand. And well, it was, see, I remember before Pong. That's the difference. When we had nothing. What did you guys do? Like we ball and a hoop? We went outside and played football and stuff. That's, That's it. stupid. Yeah. Anyway, so, so after that, uh, Diablo 2. I mean, mm. just great dungeon crawling. It, it pulls you into the experience. A game that just pulls you in and you can't, like, nothing gets in the way of you being, like, angry or frustrated with it because of some glitch or error. And it also just, like, you feel like you're experiencing, I, I don't know, just greatness. I think that's what makes it ten to me. Uh, I, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, to me, what makes a ten is is something that pulls you in to where you can actually like tune out the rest of the world and just be totally engrossed in what's going on there. And and when you stop playing it, you keep thinking about it. And and as I've gotten older, it takes more of a game to do that. And uh, my list of tens, um, because of that, it doesn't have to be technically perfect. Um, but it helps if it's smooth, and it's not just based on graphics, but the games that have just totally blown my mind and pulled me in, you know, recent memory, because, you know, the long-term memory goes away after a while, but recent memory is absolutely Bioshock Infinite. Absolutely, and and I would almost say the first Bioshock, but not quite. But Infinite took it to a whole new level for me. Uh, Uncharted 2, the second one, I thought was just a blast. Was it perfect? No. Was it over the top? Yeah, but it was just so much fun. Uh, but Resident Evil 4, it was it was a little bit of a move to to action, but it, it, it was the right mix. They, <laughs> yeah. they had the right mix, and then they went away from it. The first Fable game, um, and, and it was not choice. perfect. It was not perfect. There was a lot of big promises Peter Molyneux made, like there's supposed to be this huge dragon in it. A lot of that stuff didn't happen. But back when that came out, I wasn't reading all these articles about that, and I found that stuff later, and I didn't care. I was just in love with the world. Uh, I didn't care that there was big promises not made. Um, another one was actually Call of Duty 4. When it first came out... That revolutionized multiplayer, for it, it did. sure. It changed how multiplayer, especially on a console, was done. Uh, at the time, the graphics were, were amazing, um, still hold up well. Uh, it, the way it looks, I, I mean, just in feels, the way the weapons felt, um, it, it changed it. Now, I mean, Call of Duty, they're still great games, but, you know, it's it's kind of just been more of the same, let's be honest. Um, and if, if that's what you're into, then you probably love each one more than the last. But for me, that one was the one that totally blew my mind. <laughs> if you go back to the last generation, I would have to agree with Final Fantasy X. I would, I, I got stuck and didn't finish it. Oh my oh, god! Lord. But that was I played one of the that few Final hours. Fantasy games that I did finish. I mean, some so of them good. are notorious for having like crazy boss fights in areas that you just like the final boss that you just can't beat. Um, I know an eight. That's what awful. I got stuck on. I, I got stuck on there, and I never could get there. Eight was terrible. Uh, I hated Disagree. it. I hated the ending because when you're in the like the desert, and then you go fight the oh, last warning. Hello, twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't played it now, I, I hate you. But anyways, um, <laughs> I know they're being re-released on the Vita. That's the only thing that's coming to the Vita. Boom. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you can enjoy playing the same stupid thing again. All right. <laughs> what, one more, one more. Uh, the first Resident Evil, but for the reasons Jack said, that game was obviously far from perfect as far as technically speaking, but it did revolutionize the PlayStation. It revolutionized, it, it started that horror genre. And in fact, I have horror to... horror genre? The horror <laughs> genre. Horror. Horror. It had the worst voice acting in the world, but man, but it's got moments that I still remember today. 
it still scared the crap out of me when I think about them. Um, that and Silent Hill 2, which, Adam, I know you've never played that. I have not. I, I always wanted to because I love that genre. Don't get the If you get the remake, don't get the Xbox version. They never patched it and fixed oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's The PS3 right. version, way to go. Yeah. So I would say I'm going to kind of take the mic for a second because my perfect 10, I mean, I think Jack and Bill both, did very good descriptions of what a ten could be because I kind of take the bolt from that. Don't forget, it's all too. about it's all about revolutionizing gaming. It's about making a game that has never been seen before and that just does what it does to perfection. Does it so well, and a game that sticks with you that you can live in the universe and that Hubert. you can just love. Hubert. Hubert. You're oh, gonna Hubert. take Hubert. Yes, definitely. You're gonna take Hubert. Yeah. So my first, I have a, a list. I share a lot of the same Final Fantasy ten, Final Fantasy seven. Now, 7 revolutionized so many things. I mean, that's just... Well, you could talk about that game forever, but one I really want to highlight is Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 was the was the game that proved that Bioware knows what the hell it's doing. They, I mean, they're like, like Peter Molyneux in Fable. They touted that this game would have implications. Every little decision you do and everything that happens, it's, it has an impact. Your decisions truly do matter and that they will carry over. And they achieve that goal with flying colors they built a world that was just so believable and some the characters that were so deep that you truly cared about because yeah i mean maybe the story wasn't as great as the first one but it was all about those those moments with your team and it made you care about these people these aliens that are pixels that aren't actually real and you could see your choices and the impacts that you did and mass effect 3 yeah it would have been a 10 except for the ending but Mass Effect 2 just did everything so incredibly well. And, I mean, it's it's like the Walking Dead game that came out. It kind of takes a lot of cues from that because it, it, there's choice and there's decision-making. And that is what makes a truly compelling game for me. It's when there's true, tangible consequences. Yeah, and i got to say, this isn't like an exclusive list. This was just stuff we were coming up with at the top of our heads, the first things that came to mind. I mean, sure, there have been other 10s. It's kind of hard to get... A, a 10 for me, I think, but, uh, you know, I also say Metal Gear, oh, uh, and, and, there, and I'd say over the franchise, that that could be a 10, and I just want to say, Snake. Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. That revolutionized uh, the PS2. You can take, like, the franchises, and God those, of War. like, overall can be, like, 10s, like God of War, like, like Bill said, or um, Command and Conquer. As strategy games, I know you were saying Civilization. I don't know if you, I don't know if you said it right now. Half Life Two. Life Two. <laughs> Bill's Half, looking at a list. Half Life. Yeah. That that game. Um, that was. There, there's been very few games where I've watched someone play it and literally just my mouth dropped. Like that game. Mm-mm. Civilization. Yeah, it's up there. I don't know if I'd go ten. Close. Yeah. Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time is one of mine as well. That game, obviously, if you've listened to this podcast and read some of my articles, you know that that is a very special place in my heart. But that game, that's an adventure game. That's how you do a game right. And that's what Nintendo is not doing anymore, and it's making me angry. Well, if we're going to be a more exhaustive list, I mean, we got to mention The Walking Dead again, Telltale Games. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, the I game mean, that we had. Sure. I, I was actually going to bring that up. I don't, do you, would you give it a 10? I don't yeah, know if I'd, I don't, yeah, but. You gave it a perfect, didn't we? No, that doesn't mean it's I a 10. I think I would, because. I, like, I don't know. It's, it's very close. Maybe it's either 9.75 or 10. It's. I don't know. Maybe if Telltale comes out with more, like, over the life of the franchise, you'll kind of realize the, the awesomeness that is that game. I mean, you know, like uh, Doom and stuff like that and other things that 
over time, or even fighting games like Street Fighters and stuff like that, these, like, awesome franchises. I wouldn't give, like, a singular game, maybe a 10, but maybe, like, over the life of the games and what they've given you. as the impact to the industry, too. and what An awesome done. experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, there's there's just so many options out there, and it's, yeah. it's tough to... And like we said before, a 10 doesn't mean it's perfect. I mean, there's, there's going to be issues, there's going to be bugs with every game, but kind of like what I was mentioning with Bioshock before, if a game can overcome those, and like I mean I know Jack was saying the trap thing, and I'm hoping that we're gonna revisit this, and at the end he's gonna say, you know what, screw it, that, I don't even think about that anymore. Because when a game is truly incredible, it makes you forget its flaws and just appreciate what an accomplishment that was. Oh, for absolutely no, that is like I wouldn't give it a ten, but like the first time I saw Madden on a PS2. From the oh, jump I from a PS1. That, yeah, that uh, was incredible. My buddy brought it over, and I told him he got a PS2, and I told him I didn't even want to see it because I knew I'd want one. And he came over, and uh, I I was out of the room, and he hooked it up really fast and put it in and just played the computer. I'll never forget it was the Colts or the, or the Titans playing Tampa Bay, and he just let it play itself. And I'm watching these you know, cutscenes, and I just, he's a jerk because I wanted it immediately, <laughs> but it was so awesome. It was such a jump. Now, when it jumped to the 360, the first one was garbage. Oh. So it didn't quite have that same effect. But that first one from PS1 to PS2, I'll never forget that. Yeah, so I'm like Jack. I don't give that many 10s. I'd probably say maybe 4 to 5. But there's one I did forget that's probably going to make give, make Bill make a face at us. Pokemon Red and Blue. Kabarf. <laughs> Kabarf. <laughs> no, Gotta right? catch them all. You know what? Hate it, love it, whatever you say. That game revolution, revo- revolutionized. What the hell is that we word? We can't say this word today. <laughs> revolutionized gaming. I mean, it's... This franchise is known to everybody. Kids are obsessed with it. I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, Jack and me were talking. We were obsessed with that game. It, was, it was a perfect game. <laughs> what? No, that's not a Pokemon. But, yeah, that it is time for pizza, so we better be wrapping this up. <laughs> Anyways, we ordered Romeos for everyone out there. I don't know if you care. But Pokemon Red and Blue, awesome. I got yellow, and then it kind of went to, like, silver and something Every else. Every color of the rainbow. I don't know. People are going nuts for it, and I know I did, too. I'm sorry. Denning music is done by me. <laughs> That's all Bill's thinking about. I'm sorry. I guess we're going to get some pizza now, but I, I would love to hear your thoughts on a Perfect Ten game. Send your thoughts to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com or post on our Facebook wall, on Twitter, anything. So, probably a good time to plug those things. What do you guys think? We are on iTunes, as always. Search for The Gamers Advocate. Give us reviews, ratings, anything. Subscribe to us. All that lovely stuff. Preferably five star, but, you know, whatever. I kind of like one stars. Not going to lie. Eh, I'm going to ask for it. They will, they will <laughs> yeah, give you. Yeah. I know. I'm serious. Yeah. Uh, on Facebook, just follow the Blue Shield. On Twitter, we are at Gamers Advocate. If you want to follow me, I'm at Adam Bankers. I'm at Bill Roberts-ish. I'm at Jack Whittington, but nobody cares. <laughs> my phone just rang. I care. <laughs> I care, Jack. Yeah, so I care about pizza. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to end the show <laughs> by always thanking One Stop Panda Drop for our theme song and our logo. <laughs> and for our music, Bill's going to play us out. You know what? I think on the to play us out, we should do the um, the extended theme song. Because oh, yeah. people have only ever heard the first 30 You like some seconds. dubstep? You're going to get some dubstep. Yeah, we've got a long version of our theme song, again, by One Stop Panda Drop. Jesse did a great job on it. And we've never got to play the whole thing. So just this week, I think we should give him the whole good deal. good idea. Once, man, two weeks in a row, Jesse, you're the man. Hey, he's 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 earned his, his Definitely. Uh, props here. So we look forward to speaking with you guys next week. Are we doing Monday or Wednesday next week, gentlemen? 
I kind of dig the Wednesdays. I'm just saying. I don't care. <laughs> well, let's shoot for Wednesdays. If anyone hates that, let us know. But maybe we'll shoot for Wednesdays. We'll see. So, for the Gamers Advocate, I'm Adam. I'm not. Hey, I'm Jack. I want pizza time. And we hope yeah. you have a great night. Pizza. See you later, ding-dongs. The Gamers Advocate. Target acquired. Por favor, por donde falla mucho crack,